Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome to the Theater Podcast, intimate personal conversations with theater's biggest names and continuing the Quarren Queen takeover for the month of May. We have Adriana Hicks from the Broadway cast coming at you on this episode. This video of the interview, in case you didn't know, is available at ttp.fm slash Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. The whole thing is there on, uh, we recorded on Skype, so you can watch that yourself. And there is so much more coming this month. This is only halfway through, and there's more queens coming at you, so make sure to subscribe. If you haven't already, tell your friends. And if you do become a patron, then you can see all of the videos from all the episodes for the Corn Queen Takeover, past, present, and future, as well as anything else I do later on down the line as well. So before we get going, I just have to ask again, please leave a review, leave a rating, when you're leaving a review, tell me what your favorite thing about the podcast is. I want to know. I want to hear the feedback. So find me online at theater underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And now everyone, please enjoy this episode with Adriana Hicks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Listen up, let me tell you a story. A story that you think you've heard before. We know you know our names and our fame and our faces. Know all about the glories and the... Today's guest is returning to Broadway as Catherine of Aragon in Six. She's appeared on the Broadway stage in the past in the revival of The Color Purple and Aladdin. Her regional and touring productions include The Wiz, Six, The Color Purple Revival Tour, Ragtime, and Buddy Holly. Internationally, she has done Sister Act in Germany, Legally Blonde in Austria, Dirty Dancing in Germany, and has even toured with Michael Buble in his Call Me Irresistible Tour, Adriana Hicks. Welcome to the theater podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is really cool. Yeah, I got my I got my crown on for those watching on video. I see it's so great. My virtual my virtual crown. I know this thing this thing's cool. Hold on, I can change it too. I can go like bloop. There we go. Oh, oh. That is fabulous. That matches what I have on. <laughs> All right, I'll keep this one for now. Uh, <laughs> so my goodness, I, I've chatted with a couple of the girls already. And I mean, I, I started out all the episodes kind of in the same way. And it's just like, oh my God, your opening night was ripped away. That that March, March 12th was supposed to be opening night, five o'clock that afternoon. You hear that Broadway's shutting down. What happens to you? Like what, what went through your head? Literally two hours before. It was interesting because I had gotten that... Um, we, I, I had gotten an, 
a text message from my makeup artist for that night for the opening night party and everything. And she was like, hey, is this true with your with your, you know, your theater? Like there was someone who had COVID-19 and I was like, yes, but um, he was very separated from where we were and they already took precautions to care of it and it was only him um and she was just like you know I have kids who have asthma and I don't know if I'll be able to come out tonight I'm so sorry about that so I was like girl it's fine called up my other friend um and this is about 1 p.m um that day and and my other friend was like girl yeah I'm willing to do your makeup so that was taken care of and I was like okay great the, the show's going on <laughs> and then around 2 p.m. I know that I had scheduled myself to go to the theater really super early, about 3 p.m. before the 6.30 show. And I get a call from my agent and my agent was like, yeah, so the governor um, just issued a, you know, shutdown of the city with no more gatherings, um, gatherings of people, over 50 people in in an area. So I don't really know if you're going to be having your opening night tonight, but I, you know, I just wanted to give you a heads up. And I haven't got the final confirmation from anybody from the company yet. So just give me a second to confirm that. But I'm so sorry if this does happen, but we'll let you know. Um, and then literally 10 minutes later, he was like, yes, sweetie, it's it's mm. done. I That was so surreal because, first of all, you realize that you're in a moment in history where you're kind of like, this never happens. And especially for Broadway. I know Broadway will keep rolling until it has to shut down and mm-hmm. for this to be... Yeah, within the hour, I had all my family and friends here. I had friends from Germany, friends from another tour. Um, my roommates were coming, and my mom and my brother were heat were there. Um, friends from LA, and within an hour, I had gotten groceries, and they were on a flight home. Like <laughs> it was, it was really, it was really something. Um, yeah, I know one of my friends from Germany stayed behind, and my friend from LA stayed behind, which was so helpful during that time. I was so grateful to have my loved ones all around me when it happened. But yeah, it was it. I was like, this is going down in the books. It's something I'll never forget. Um, it was a very interesting day. Like what, what was your, what was your resolve? Was it, was there tears or was it just like, all right, now we got to prepare and we got to go get toilet paper and water, you know, right. not water, was, but. But, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah. you do with the Viper and Apocalypse, pretty much. It felt like that in that moment. But no, it was just very like, Okay, game mode. Okay, mom, like, let's get my mom home. She's a little bit older, so we need to make sure she gets home and and she's taken care of. Get my brother home, let's get groceries. I was just in that mode, like game time, do whatever we need to do. Um, And at that time, I decided to stay downtown just for opening night, just so that I wouldn't have to commute back and forth home. And uh, yeah, so it was my resolve with that was just like, I'm so thankful that my family's here and I'm glad that we're able to get everyone home game mode make sure everybody's safe um and it didn't hit me until all of my friends were gone and all of my family were eventually gone around that friday or that saturday because that was a thursday when they closed down everything Mm -hmm. um and i just went home and i just wept because i had like (laughs) i had like my um my flowers from some of my friends from hawaii and just like you know some of the gifts from from uh, opening but i was like no i'm not gonna touch everything i'll just take the flowers because i don't want them to die and (laughs) yeah (laughs) i just went home and i it was two days before my birthday as well my birthday was on on that saturday so i literally thursday happened saturday my birthday and that was the day that i was finally home after everyone had left and i just cried i was so thankful for the for another year my birthday and i wept and i went to sleep (laughs) and had a moment but it was great. I had a great celebration with my friends and my community for my birthday. They just wanted to 
reached out to me in love. Mm. And that was, so, I was overwhelmed mostly with, with the love that I had for the past few days in that moment to be in a crisis mode and, and for people to be around me to support me, that was probably the most overwhelming thing about that. That kind of made me cry. It was like, okay, this is disappointing, but wow, I am so loved by so many. And um, we need that, you know, during this time. And I'm grateful that I had that. Yeah. 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 I, I, it was such a weird time, and and I can imagine for you too because you did the you did the tour, the North American tour of six. I mean, the six six production productions, mm-hmm. plural, have just been this massive whirlwind, and you've been nonstop, and in doing the tour, and then going to Chicago, and then coming to Broadway, and going through a month of previews, right? It was yeah, it was a month, right? It was a month, yeah. And and then all of a sudden, it's like. This is supposed to be the the moment, and then you're like, eh, uh, yeah. and and I feel yeah, I feel like you know your routine, the routine, everything you're building for, building, 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 and uh, I mean, I think it was, um, yeah, it, uh, it was one of the other girls was saying that it's not. I mean, the show's going to open. It's Broadway's going to come back. The show's going to open, and now the opening night is going to be so much bigger and so yeah. much badder and yeah. so much more amazing than it would have been in the first place. And yeah. you're going to be rested, and your voices yeah. are going to be f- totally fine, and like all of you know the 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 stress and the health of you know of being able to rest for months, you know, will will obviously be helpful too. So really grateful for that. I'm yeah. not going to lie because we were tired, but <laughs> but we were ready, you know, we were ready to go and do our thing. Mm-hmm. And you're now, you're now in Atlanta. You said you were telling me before we started recording that you're with your brother in, in Georgia. Mm-hmm. When did you yeah. move down to, when did you go back down to Georgia? Was it pretty quick? It was, uh, it was maybe a week after we had opened. It was literally a week to the day, I believe. Um, that next Thursday, I ended up coming because they just started to make some speculations on the news about possibly, um, <clears throat> you know, things shutting down further. Because at that point, restaurants, I think, were, were on the brink of like, OK, we're not opening. They're not opening restaurants. It's only grocery stores and body blue. And um, there were also talks about stop halting domestic flights. And I said, well, I'd rather be with my brother um, just in case something happens and um, and actually have places to you know, go outside instead of being on top of (laughs) everyone in New York City, which like, it's, it's fine. But like for this situation, I thought it'd be best to be with my family. So that's when I left. It was literally a week to our opening where our opening was supposed to be. What are you doing now to keep yourself busy? Man, a lot of things, you know, I've taken, Mm -hmm. oh, there's a dog. (laughs) Her name is Gabby, so just having fun with Gabby. Um, <laughs> um, and I've been, I've really been painting a lot, which has been so, so much fun for me. I used to do that way back in like high school, and um, just decided to pick that up again. I, 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 when I do it, it's like once every blue moon. Um, but recently, it's been so therapeutic for me to just kind of release my stress and uh, do that. I work out. Whenever every day, pretty much just to keep my body active and just to feel those endorphins and feel happy and joy. And, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, Netflix and movies and, um, a lot of journal writing as well. Um, but nothing, nothing too extravagant. I'm really just taking my time with the pace of things and like doing little things here and there on social media, but nothing huge. And that's been really nice for me, you know, just to kind of slow the pace. Cause when have we, I mean, for any, 
performer. Like when if when if they had a month off to just kind of coast a little bit. Um, I think about people in Aladdin and, and Lion King, and I'm like, guys, <laughs> been doing this for years with maybe a week vacation every year, a two week vacation. Wick, wicked week. and yeah. Yeah, I'm like I I yeah. I'm, I don't know how. Um, we're we're athletes. We're really it's really cool, but. That's pretty much been me. And this is just enjoying my time with my brother. I think like what's been really cool too is just making an event out of um, having dinner together and having a breakfast together, making like blueberry pancakes for the first time by myself. Like, you know, just doing these little things and exploring with um, just with food. Because when you're on the run in New York, usually you don't really have the time to cook or you don't feel like cooking um, just because we're exhausted from the day. And um, so that's been really good to just like have dinner as like the event of the day. What are you going to eat today? Spaghetti. Okay. <laughs> and then we just, it's, it's been really great. Um, yeah, that's kind of like what my days have been. And there's some days I'm just bored and I just embrace it. <laughs> Cause like, when do you ever get a chance to embrace being bored? I don't like it. It's very like before anything is said, don't get me wrong. I don't like it. <laughs> I really, really don't like it, but it's it's just another learning thing, I guess, because when you have time to be bored, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Have have has anyone ever told you you seem like an old soul? Really? Oh, that's great. No, uh, I haven't. Yeah. What I, what I was gonna say, what I was gonna say was that like through all of this, and and I've talked to a lot of people, especially in the quarantine in the quarantine times recently, and and you're you're very introspective and very mindful and and you're like all right I'm going to sit with myself and I'm going to acknowledge my boredom and I'm going to work with this and and let's make an event out of eating spaghetti and these are you know these are things that that you know I would not expect from somebody you know even as young you know, I am 39 right but um yeah. like I deal with a lot of older people and yeah, you're very much just like, all right, I'm going to take it. I'm going to be with my family. I'm enjoying myself here. And actually, when I was researching you for this episode, you know, there's not a lot on social media, just in general, even before, mm-hmm. even yeah, before, before yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, before quarantine, like you're, you're very, like you post promo, like uh, show things and, and mm-hmm. career stuff, but yeah. you know, you're not, you're not posting personally online. Not, not so much. I don't know. I, that's just always been me because I've, I've just rather enjoyed just promoting the things that I've done because I've always been, uh, thank God, it's been a great experience to enjoy, um, blessed with so many things that I've done, you know, and I, I'm really, really thankful for that. And I like to highlight that and be like, guys, like, look at the art that's happening. It's so, so cool. But I, yeah, I've never really I've just always been that person. I'm thinking like, should I be doing something? Should I do that? But I'm like, no, just like continue to stick and be you and just like let that happen and and let it flow, you know? Um, And I, and that's what's so cool about people who actually do that. They don't come from a place of like, like as much as I, as people that I know, they were like, no, I just like doing it. And I like posting when I sing, I like doing that. And that's what I want to be in that mode if I ever do something like that. But but yeah, it's I'm I'm very chill when it comes to all that. And plus, I don't really know. I'm not really like social media savvy like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of older in that kind of way. Where I'm like, I don't I don't know. Okay, this is cool. I don't know. But yeah, I just I'm really proud of um, people who like just really do those things. It's really cool. But I'm finding my niche in in knowing who I am and <laughs> just keeping it simple. I guess I'm pretty simple and chill. <laughs> well, do you have? Do you have more siblings than just your brother or just you and your brother? 
It's, I have more siblings. Yes, I have, um, I'm the baby. I have two older brothers and I'm, I grew up with this one. My other brother, he's like way older than me. He's like, um, it's mid fifties. He's older, older. So, um, yeah, but that, that's it. I'm the, I'm the baby in the, <laughs> in the family. <laughs> well, it was interesting. I was, I was going to guess that you were a middle child because, because you, you don't seem to want the attention on social media. Like you don't, you don't use social media for attention. Um, yeah. Obviously there's something that drew you to the stage and to singing and to performing and to be into getting that validation, you know, from, from standing ovations every night. Mm. So that's what, that's what I was trying to get into. I was like, oh, she must be the middle child. All right. So, so she's, yeah. she's getting, but now the youngest child, which I guess youngest child still needs attention too. Yes. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I was very much the print like mom called me princess you know I had those moments growing up for sure <laughs> for sure for sure I don't know I think I've always been but I've, even as a child I remember that's what got me into musical theater once I found out musical theater was what I wanted to do was because I was always that kid went to her room you know this might be a, a, a normal story that you hear from a lot of people but that was literally me as well like you know that's my story I went to my room closed the door we're going to perform Princess Jasmine today. So put Aladdin on and like, let's be Princess Jasmine. Let's, you know, like I was, and my parents sometimes would come to my room and be like, okay, she's, she's good. She's just in the zone. You know, she's, she's over here trying to By yourself performing? By myself, just in my room, honey. I used to love, um, the George Balanchine's The Nutcracker with uh, Macaulay Culkin. (laughs) (laughs) There was a point that I wanted to be, uh, (laughs) there was so many points I wanted to be a ballerina. Then I was like, no, I've always been singing, but I love acting. So once I found out about musical theater, I was like, oh, that's all three. Let's do that. And, um, but I've always been that introverted kid. I've never, but also extroverted at the same time when it comes to me being on stage and having to perform, like it's like a switch. Um, But that's, those are my safe, my safe havens. You know, I, I've always been that introverted kid in their choir. Like, oh, she's good. Yeah, I've just always been like that. Oh, no, I totally get that. There, There's so many people, so many actors that that are introverts and that's their, that's their way of getting the attention safely. It's a, it's a safe, stress-free way mm-hmm. to, to get validation and, and to get attention because you're, you're literally reading something else somebody wrote and you know it's a say it's predictable, you know, more or less as as much as live theater can be, and yeah. and you're you're being another character, and it's safe. It makes you feel good. It's it, yeah, I totally get that. I totally understand yeah. why you're there. But um, yeah. so did you grow up in Atlanta too? Is that is, no, I didn't uh, actually. I grew up in Texas. Oh I'm really? Te- mm-hmm. I am a Texas girl. I was born in California, but my family and. Uh, ended up moving when I was really young at four years old. And then from there till before college, I lived in, I lived in Texas. Well, what then? uh, uh, Well, okay. So musical theater and Texas to me don't really go together. (laughs) (laughs) That is so interesting. Okay. So I know there's, I know there's a lot of music, like a lot of bands and things come like the, in in Austin, of course, there's tons and tons of music scenes down there, but like, I don't, I don't think of like a lot of people from Texas getting into musical theater. May, you know, and this might be a stereotypical thing for me um, generalizing, but being like a heavy red state musical theater is like you know, the same reason that I personally was not encouraged in North Carolina, another red state, to uh-huh. to get into theater is because like 
that's what girls did. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as a straight guy, it was like, why do you want to do theater? Girls do that. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'll go play sports then. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, where did you find your opportunity, though? It was, you know, that's interesting that you say that about Texas because we're kind of like the highly competitive state, you know, or, or country. <laughs> a lot of people say about Texas. Um yeah, and honestly, like anytime we would go to, um, okay, so to start off, I started off in high school when it came to musical theater because I didn't know about it until then, and and there was this um, this organization called the International Thespian Society. That's how I kind of got to know where I wanted to go to college, and um, it's pretty much like a workshop situation for all of the kids in high schools around the all over Texas. And um, you have the state one and then you have the international one and or the national one. And um, we will all go there every year during high school and and just do take different workshops from different Broadway performers and like have the college recruiters come out and they see us perform. And then we have like competition to go to main stage. So that was kind of my first um, experiences with musical theater and being like, oh, this is really cool. And it's a competitive thing and you can get paid to do this. Like I didn't I mean, I was so I didn't even think to think about getting paid to do what I love to do um, at that time. Yeah. And that's how it kind of grew from there. So there are regional theaters in Texas. I didn't really know much about that either until I got in college, actually. Um, But yeah, Texas is a huge, you know, they have Tuts. They have like, you know, um, uh, in Dallas or or Fort Worth, there's uh, Casa Manana. There's like a whole bunch of theaters in within these areas that they're pretty heavy hitters for regional theaters. A lot of people know about them. So yeah, that's, I was blessed to be able to work in those theaters and, and work with some amazing people. And it's amazing how the people that I worked with there, they actually have connections with my Broadway, uh, with the Broadway experiences that I've had, especially like Aladdin, because I worked with one of the um, resident directors there when I was doing Casa Manana, like in Texas. So it's, yeah, it's there. It's really cool. It's been a really cool experience to, yeah. Well then, okay. So then walk me through, walk me through then coming out of Texas and, and what did you, uh, when did you make it to New York? I did, were you performing regionally in tours and things or did you come to New York and then leave New York? Like, is that that, te- that, that typical story? No, it's actually very interesting. Cause I did not want to come to New York. I, <laughs> at first I, um, I, I went to college. I went to the University of Oklahoma for musical theater. And um, during that time, my junior, senior year, we had my, my mm, the head of our theater department at that time, the dean, Paul Christman, he actually taught at the Stage Entertainment um, Academy in um, Hamburg, Germany. And he would bring their casting directors to come and, and do workshops with us. Cause we were very used to that in school to have like Broadway performers fortunate enough to come out and just like give us tips and we sing for them and dance for them. There was one particular guy, Ralph Shadler, who came from Germany because he, he knew Paul. He came and he saw our productions um, our senior year. And before we knew it, we were auditioning for every single production that they had in Germany. So, and we didn't think it was an audition. So Next thing I know, he's giving me stuff for Lion King. And um, and all, mind you, all these shows are going on at that time in Germany. Some of these shows were not on Broadway at the time. Um, but it was Lion King, Tarzan, Sister Act, and Dirty Dancing kind of popped up at the end. Um, so I did a situation like right before graduation where they called me and three other people back from my school. 
went to Hamburg with first time out of the country to audition for them in person because they paid for that. They helped us to get there. And um, school was so supportive. I, I really thank them for that experience. Went there, ended up getting the job. Dirty Dancing was kind of thrown in there at the end. Saying like, hey, do you want to sing it? Because it was all English, but everything else was German. So I had to kind of learn. We had like a tutor from school to learn. It was just an amazing transition. Ended up huh. getting the job and then I moved to Germany. Um, stayed in Germany for a year and a half to do Dirty Dancing. Then ended up, or not a year and a half, I'm sorry. It was like maybe eight months actually. And the show ended up closing down. And I was like, okay, great. I, now I'm going to go to New York because <laughs> I've always had a heart for uh, wanting to travel. I love to travel. Um, yeah, but, but then then that happened. I was like, okay, New York. Called my agent. was like, they're shutting down the show. Then all of a sudden, Legally Blonde came up. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll audition for this and treat it like a vacation. Because with um, auditioning out there, auditions out there, it was very different. You had to like audition every single month and not like days at a time because they would be in other countries. So their system is a bit different from New York, whereas you can go down the street and audition. Um, so I went down there and, and you know, ran into Jerry Mitchell down in, <laughs> in Austria. And I was like, oh, hey, like he came to the audition and he ended up casting me as, you know, cover Pilar and um, the saleswoman judge. And I moved to Vienna and stayed there for a year and a half. And then there was a point where they were like, well, they want you for Sister Act because they initially wanted me to go be in Sister Act to start off. But they were like, no, you don't speak German yet. So we'll just ease you into it. We'll put you in Dirty Dancing. We'll teach you everything. It was a great company. Um, then Sister Act came up again in Germany, ended up auditioning for that. And I finally, I, I, I went to be in Sister Act and that was my last show there. I was getting ready to do The Bodyguard, but this is a little transition story. I'm almost done. I know it's <laughs> no, please but, keep going. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I got... Um, I had the opportunity to do The Bodyguard in Germany. That was going to be the next show that I wanted to do. But unfortunately, both of my parents got really sick at that time. And I had been in this, in overseas for at least a three and a half years by that point. Um, and I made the decision to come home and just, just be with them. I, I had not auditioned in the city for over three years at that point. Um, and I wasn't planning to come into New York. I was planning to come home for my family and to take care of them. And I did that and my agents were like, hey, we understand that you're there to take care of your family, but the color purple would like to see you. We submitted you. It's up to you. If you want to come, like come out for a week. And I was like, sure. I've been living overseas for three years. I would love to see my friends. I always make an event out of these auditions. Like <laughs> I always make it like, a, oh, I'm going to see things and do things. And they're doing that. And the rest is history. And that's how I came to New York. So it was a, it was a very, very crazy, I like to call it the minor intervention because I was not planning on coming to New York at all. Um, and then there was a moment it switched and I was like, Oh, I like it. I like New York city. And I think I could do this. Maybe I could do this. And I, that's when I fell in love with the city and then color purple just happened to happen. And yeah, from there now all the way to six. And I've been here ever since I've been back home for, it'll be five years in October. So 20, 2016 was color purple, right? Uh, yeah. 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 <clears throat> so 2016 you've been here. And so 2017 kind of is when six started ramping up in the UK. When did you, when did you get involved? Well, I mean, did, did you, were you picked to, um, to audition for the tour or did you just, was it just another audition? And you were like, this is some weird music. I guess I'll try it. Yeah. It, right. It was sort of like that, but like a little bit, 
a, a, a happier tone with it, I guess. Like it was just like a, it was just a random situation. I was at home. Um, I just got done with the Color Purple tour and my agent just called me and said, hey, there, there's this awesome music musical out um, that's a huge hit in London. Would you like to come in and audition? I was like, sure. It was just one of those normal days of getting things from my agent and going in and audition, listen to the music. And when when I went to the audition and they were saying, OK, we want you to put on your best Beyonce vibes. Now, remember, I told you I was that girl that was in her room, locked up or whatever. And <laughs> Beyonce was one of the people that I used to watch. I used to watch her live at Wembley concert. That was her very first concert that she did solo. And um, I memorized that thing. So I was like, oh, this is the perfect. I've been practicing for this for years. Let's go. <laughs> and the rest is history. So that's kind of that's kind of how six came into my life. It wasn't like, a, oh, they saw me. Let's put her in. I, I, I auditioned for it and went through the whole process. That's that's so cool. And so the Michael Bublé concert was that was before all of this or or in yeah, between? Before. I was in college. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of people kind of misconstrued when they think I've been on tour with him. I did not go on tour with him. I was just a part of his um, his tour whenever he stopped in Oklahoma City. Because oh. I was, right, right. At that time, I was um, a freshman in college. And that's a weird story, too, how that happened. I was doing Little Shop of Horrors in the regional theater um, there. And the drummer happened to be one of the production people on his tour. And apparently, Michael Buble at that time, don't know if he still does this, but um, every city that he went to would try to find regional singers just to be a part of his concert and to experience that. And just by luck or something, I just, they were like, hey, Johnny, you want to do this? Did not know who the man was at the time. <laughs> no idea. I was like, yeah, sure. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm a high school kid. I'm like, oh, they're paying me money. Sure. Like, I have no money. Let's go. Like, you know, it'll be a great experience. I tell my friends who it is and they're like, hey, Johnny, do you even know <laughs> what is happening? I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't know who he was, and my roommate was in love with him. It was really a, a good time. <laughs> it That's was fun. probably how part of how you got it too, because a lot of people get auditions that they don't like, that they don't, you know, care, make a big deal out of it. They just go in there, it's like whatever. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be myself, and yeah. then, you, and then you nailed it. You nailed yeah. it. But the so six, um, how much history did you know about? about the tutors and about the wives of Henry VIII and everything beforehand. I mean, did you have to do like research into this or did you just go in here like, this is a pop concert and then you learn the history afterwards? <laughs> um, well, to answer your first question, I didn't know so much up to, I only know up to um, um, Jane Seymour. I only knew about the Queens up to there only because of the TV show, The Tudors. Mm -hmm. That was pretty much the only information that I had about them and just knowing it was a famous, you know, monarchy or whatever. Um, but going into the show, we actually did like a whole research um, project on our individual queens. And we did a presentation during during the uh, rehearsal process of like what each queen had to go through and also what they actually how they contributed to history. So I honestly didn't learn a huge chunk about Catherine of Aragon until I started the show, um, aside from that she was you know, just discarded by by Henry because she couldn't produce a or they couldn't produce a male heir and and that was it. Um yeah, which has been that was a really cool experience to even learn about the other queens. And I was like, oh she's my favorite queen. Like it wasn't even my queen. <laughs> it wasn't even <laughs> my queen first. I was like, oh my gosh, she did that. What? Like it was about the queens that I, you know, a lot of people don't really talk about. But yeah, that's how I learned about them. That's that's so cool. I I loved it that there's a, a, a true aspect to all of this. And, and I think, I think good directors and good writers are always going to do this. And I don't, I don't know how frequently this is done, but I mean, um, 
you know, the, the, in Jagged Little Pill, they all, they had to do the same thing. They had to give like full presentations and unlike some pretty serious subject matter, right? Like you're talking about, uh, you know, sexual abuse and, you know, um, lots of other things that, that aren't exactly talked about in mainstream until recently. But, um, I really love that, that the writers and the directors and everything really come together and, and have you uncover more than, than what is just in black and white on the script in front of you. Yeah. And, I, was, and, it, yeah. and it was cool, too, that you say that your favorite queen is not Catherine of Aragon, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, like, in the back of your mind, I was like, yeah, it's a favorite queen because it's you. But now, uh, at first, I was like, oh, wow, because I'm learning about everyone else. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> that is a real thing. <laughs> it kind of varies, though. I kind of switch, actually. Like, I'll have, it'll be me one day, and then it'll be Cleves one day, and then Seymour one day. Like, it's, that's just kind of where the show kind of takes you, you know? I don't know. It's, I like them all equally. Let's just say that. That's mm-hmm. what right now. <laughs> well, the show, the show is, is, you know, all equal parts, all six, all six queens are all just like, we are great people. We have done great things. It's all about women's empowerment, and it it's... It's such an incredible thing, and then on top of all that, it's it's just colorblind casting, oh, and and I mean, it's a beautiful thing right now. And there's a lot of barriers being broken, and obviously there's not a, there's still not enough in terms of diversity and casting and whatnot. But um, you know, for you, do you get do you get feedback? Or I guess you didn't. You know, you still you had a month of stage door feedback at in and Broadway and all that, but like the tour and the Chicago run and everything, and then even the limited time you had on on Broadway. Um, you know, what kind of feedback did you get from you know from fan letters or fan? And you have like some fan art I saw on your Instagram. Um, you know, what are people taking away from all of this? Oh man, it's like a sense of um, revival for women. I kind of say with this show, and like it just feels like. It, it's amazing to to see the various things that people are taking away from this, and I'm talking about from all different, you know, genres, uh, genres, <laughs> all types of um, demographics, people, yeah. right? Exactly. They're they're literally um, walking away with a sense of enlightenment and a sense of like just empowerment of, 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 as being a person and also an individual person, which I am very, very proud to be a part of, um, especially for women like me to be able to see themselves on stage and be like, and you have your own part, but you're not like pigeonholed and to be, you know, you're not this girl, but you have a mix of, of all of this, you know? Um, I think that has been, that's been the most that I've, I've heard about that um, amongst other things. I don't even really know how to pinpoint just the specific things, but it's just such it, it impacts people in so many ways that you don't even think about. You know, there are moments in my performance um, that people have told me individually of like, it was really moving when you did this part. And I'm like, really? And I'm thinking to myself, wow, like this is so cool because, you know, there's lights and there's this, you know, the glam aspect of the show that you wouldn't, at first you wouldn't think like that they wouldn't be, they would be distracted by that. But a lot of people are listening and they're paying attention to the, how clever and witty the show is. And that's been cool to see people be like, yep, that's what happened. Or be like, oh, they nailed it when they do House of Holbein and he did this and that. That's been really rewarding to see. And just people just wanting to stand up in their seats and, you know, just applaud in places that they don't do. This is not a musical. Like you're like, it's a musical, but it's a pop concert. It's like an amazing hybrid of things. (laughs) And to see people kind of process that and be like, why are you looking at me? Like the fourth wall 
what like <laughs> why are you looking at me the fourth wall should be up it's it's um yeah, it's amazing what a lot of people walk around with this. I, that's, I hope that made sense, but I don't even, that's literally the feeling. It's like everyone is inspired by the show in multiple ways that I don't even think words really can express, or I even have, um, yeah, I, it's, it's, been great. it's, a, it's a feel good, it's a feel good concert and a history lesson that is a Broadway show. Right. Like, that's like, a great example. Exactly. That's a great explanation for the show. <laughs> and it and it works. And then like you and the other the other queens, you have so much fun up there. Like mm-hmm. you all seem to be genuinely good, like real friends. And yeah. and even in those moments, I like watching people in the moments when they're when they don't think they're being watched. When like I like watching the huh. other five when there's a solo going on. And all of you are just like making faces and oh. and listening. Like it just looks like so much fun every night. It's a lot of work, but mm. but it seems like you're really enjoying it every single time. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I was gonna say I saw I saw the the final this final preview. I was there March March 11th. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Wow! So, wow! You, oh, I'm so glad you got to see it. That's awesome. Well, there will yeah. be more op- opportunities, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you and the you and the other girls like. Did you know? Did you know any of them beforehand, or have you all just like become great friends through this whole process? I knew of um, Anna Uzele. I, I, of course, I've heard of Abby Mueller, of course, like, but never really had an opportunity to interact with her until the show. And um, Anna Uzele, she was a friend of a friend of mine, um, uh, working at actually uh, an Oklahoma theater that I used to work at in school. So. Um, I didn't, I still hadn't met her, but I just knew her of a friend of friends. And then like we connected because we were like, oh yeah, you know my friend, this, is and this. So yeah, I didn't, but on, uh, outside of that, no, I didn't know any of the, of the ladies. And I met them at the audition process there. We just clicked. They're just so great. They're so, so great. Yeah. Everybody seems like so much fun and it, everyone connects and you just, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's just fun. That's when you have yeah. that much fun on stage for as long as you have. And you, I mean, you've done, you did the tour. The, the tour came first. And then in the tour, did you know that it was going to move to Broadway? And did you know that you were going to be part of that move? No, and no, I didn't. <laughs> like, it was pretty much a, a tryout, you know? Like, in, in Chicago, we were there and we, they, they took a chance on bringing it to America and even, um, our writers, Toby and Lucy, they even changed some of the script to be, okay, oh yeah, we don't, we don't, y'all say that here. Okay, y'all don't say that here. We're going to change this. And um, yeah, it was that we had no clue until people started to hint like, oh, you guys are going to Broadway. Like you should go to Broadway. And I hope that you come with it. And I was like, I would love to come with this show. You just let me know whenever we go to Broadway, like, please just call me if you want me to come. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was, you know, set in stone or guaranteed. Um, there were just talks about it. And then, and we, yeah, we were trying to contain ourselves. Even when we found out that it was official, we were like, okay, we can't say anything. But, you know, at that time it was a, a long, uh, uh, we were getting ready to go to Boston at that time. So, um, and then they made the announcement about them coming to Broadway, but they didn't announce who was going to come either. So it was just this little process of like kind of being like, okay, we're going to wait till they announce our names. Then we'll like post about it. So 
yeah, it was a, a process of not knowing. Then we knew and we had to wait to be, you know, for confirmation. And then we really knew. And then we got contracts and we're like, OK, let's go. <laughs> well, I mean, this is this is case in point that until you open, you don't know if you're going to open. That's real. <laughs> Listen, I've learned. <laughs> I've lived and learned that that's the thing until I get that paper then we'll be able to do what we got to do, which is it may, you got to do it like that. Mm. that makes, yeah. So you actually didn't do the last two weeks of, of the Chicago run because you left to do the whiz, right? I did. I did. So how, like, was that a last minute thing or was that planned in advance or how did, how'd you get out of the contract for that? Oh man, that was, oh, let me think back. I ended up getting the whiz before I got six. So with, I, I made sure, I know that it was a, a talk about um, making sure that we let Chicago Shakespeare know that, and they were very gracious. They wanted me to stay for the, the duration of the, the the run, of course, but um, they were really gracious with that. They were just like, okay, if you want to go, cool, because we you you've talked to us about it. You've already put that in your contracts, and we already know that. But if you want to stay, like, please, let's <laughs> <that's> know. <laughs> no, like, they were just they were so sweet about it. Um, but yeah, so the Wiz kind of happened. I auditioned for the Wiz. I want to say around the same time as six, but the Wiz was like a shorter audition period. Then they let me know that I got it, and it was right before I found out about six. So yeah, it was already in the plans. They let you know like that. It's crazy because you know summer stock they have auditions way in advance before the actual mm-hmm. season. So it was just perfect timing. I let them know. And I, I'm, I'm thankful that I got to have that option to play a role that I ne- honestly never thought that I would play. Never thought that I would play her, but she, Dorothy, Dor- <laughs> uh, she has a very special place in my heart. I have to say that was one of the shows that, that I don't know, like, you know, as you being a performer, you knowing about the arts, there are moments that you have on stage where you're like, I, this is what I meant to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. And Dorothy was definitely opportunity for that. So I thank Chicago Shakespeare for letting me go and do it. And, um, and also for six being willing to have me come back and be a part of their, their, uh, production. Well, you helped, you helped make it what it is. I mean, the, I heard so many positive things, so many great, I didn't, well, I, I just, everything I heard was positive. I didn't hear anything negative. Um, <laughs> coming out of the Chicago production and mm-hmm. and it was it was just amazing and I I went to um there was a, a press after the Broadway announced the, the Broadway announcement um it was like last October I think there was a, a little press performance that you guys did yeah. um here in New York and I I was at that and it, it was just it was so neat because I didn't know anything about it and I on purpose um, uh-huh. I try not to not to read or listen before I know I'm going to see something, and I was you know I just watched it. And I said this is so different. This is, but it works. This is creating its own thing again. Yeah. And and I mean the, the fact that you know even a not this is kind of the be more chill phenomenon too that that a, that a not Broadway cast recording has been streamed uh, over a hundred yeah. you know hundreds of millions of times. Um, it, what is other than Hamilton? It's the most downloaded, most streamed cast recording. It's it's bizarre, right? <laughs> and it's not even and we're open. All on, walking into this, like, yeah, not even open uh, on Broadway yet. Not even. Open. Are you guys going to do your your own movie. your own Broadway recording? Are you allowed to tell us? Oh, I I mean I I hope so. Um, <laughs> I hope 
that happens, there hasn't been further information as far as I know, but um, I'm sure if there was, I couldn't say anything. (laughs) 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 But um, as far as I hope, I hope that we do. That's all I can really say about that. I I really hope that we do. But the album that they have already is just those ladies saying they're just, oh man, the album is already great. Um, But I would hope that they would want to do a Broadway recording just so that they can have more opportunities to, um, win more awards for what their great work because they they've done some good good work and i feel like with the broadway recording they'll be able to like you know come up for that grammy or go up for other things other recognition um yeah because they deserve it they're just amazing writers now, toby Lewis, they're not even 30 yet like and, oh god <laughs> Thing. Like we would joke about that every day. We're like, what was I doing at 23, 24? <laughs> like, what, what, what was I doing in there? Oh man, they bought such a yeah, they're just great. They're just so great. Yeah. Oh man. Uh I would love to chat with them. They're they're on my list, obviously, to talk with, yeah, but okay. um it, it it makes sense to me to do a, a Broadway recording because you know they they polished it. I was reading. I was reading an article. Um, it came out of your your Instagram story or your Instagram link, actually, mm-hmm. that was like the making of it and this stuff that finally, finally, when they got to Broadway, the production gets to Broadway. They got to realize a bunch of like small, subtle things that they've always wanted to do and changing. Just a li- you know, they still hold true to the show and the costumes and the music, but they you know get to tweak you know as a little bit of the of some realization. I think is during Anna Anna Cleves. Um, uh, just yeah, to yeah, saying, yeah. um, Anna, Anna of Cleves, did I say that right? Uh-huh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. So like her costume change, that, that number in the costume change and then like small set things and some lighting changes and just stuff that, that when you get to Broadway, you know, you got to do it a little bit differently. Okay. Yeah. And, and obviously when you listen to the cast recording, they're all British. You can hear that. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah, know, so, yeah. yeah. So I think I think a soundtrack, or sorry, an OBC. Yeah. Uh, don't don't want to offend the the theater listeners out there. An OBC is in, uh, hopefully I think would be in the cards once everything gets back to normal. I hope so too. I'm crossing my fingers for that. That would be amazing. Cool. Well, let's wrap up this episode here with my three standard closing questions that I ask everybody. The first one, very simply, is what motivates you? What motivates me? Love motivates me. Um, love, God, all these things. I don't know. Just like mainly love motivates me in everything that I do. I, I hope that that is that. <laughs> but I think that that's what that is. <laughs> all right. So the next question is, what advice would you give to your younger self and younger people listening now starting out down a similar path? Enjoy the process. Um, and love yourself through the process. Don't rush anything and just take your time. Like really really enjoy every step of the way because every step of the way isn't it's never in vain it's never in vain just always remember that yeah you're gonna find yourself where you need to be when you need to be there yeah yeah Yeah. and the last question hardest one if you could only see one show for the rest of your life but you can see it as many times as you want what would you see (laughs) that is a hard question oh no um oh give me like two seconds (laughs) <laughs> I think it would probably be ragtime for me. Oh yeah, ragtime. Yeah, I, I I've always been obsessed with just the brilliance in that show and the messages and like the bringing of people together and the message of humanity. How we are all the human race, um, and we are all. 
coming together to build beautiful things on the earth. That's kind of like, it's kind of out there with that show. Like they don't necessarily talk about all stuff like that, but it's like, just, you kind of see that with the building up of America in that show, which is, that's always been the message with me that they have to, that they presented and they did such a good job with that. So maybe it'll be right time. All right. Well, we can find you on social media. You're Miss Adriana Hicks on Instagram, Ms. Adriana Hicks on Twitter, mm-hmm. just MS, like his character limits. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I understand that completely. Uh, that's why I'm not the theater podcast because of stupid Twitter character limits. But you can get me on Instagram and Twitter at theater underscore podcast. You can find more episodes and more of this Corin Queen takeover on the theaterpodcast.com. Listen, uh, wherever you're listening, please leave a review, leave a rating. This is edited by Matthew Hendershot, music by Jukebox the Ghost. And Adriana, thank you most of all. I have thoroughly enjoyed this and I hope you stay safe and healthy. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.